You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. That's always my test on waders is, is I put on a pair of waders. Everything, everybody, are, it seems fine. And then I'm like, man, the real test is me sitting down. I'm like, oh. Wow, <laughs> I'm gonna need a bigger size. Yeah, got the uh, they got a little tight. Well, a little tight around my midsection. Oh, I thought you were talking I'm about on that. Packing a, packing I'm on that lunch. snack diet. I'm about packing a big lunch. Well, I <laughs> I have no problem eating, <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah right. No. Yes, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, no, that too. Yes. Um, but anyways, yeah. Whatever. Um, anybody get out this spring? Anybody do any? I did some turkey hunting, and uh, I got the wife off. Uh, we we've been skunked seven years in Ooh. a row, so we finally got her back on board. Thank gosh. I go a couple more years without uh, getting her a turkey. I get in trouble. It's tough because so, it's an expensive hobby, and when they don't see anything come out of it they're like you're wasting your time out here you're like well, well it's time i'll tell God. you what it's i'm like creation yes exactly uh, all yeah. the yeah that's why i'm doing it. if you kill something great but they're like uh, you're not killing it so this is pointless. <laughs> yeah yeah i was telling you well obviously you must turkey hunt or was the video i watched just a spoof it, i mean we were get- we were attempting to but it was an when we got out there it was an ammunition it's oh, an ammunition okay. facility, so they're like, you don't touch this, don't do close to this, there's radioactive, and we're like, let's uh, <laughs> kind of wrap this up. Well, here. let's go. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want us to eat any of this that we kill. We walk out, we're glowing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, my gosh. As but long as there you... are some benefits to it. Yeah. Like if it made you stronger. Well, it's, yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah. Do you, do you got, Jason, do you, you do any turkey fishing? I don't, I don't do turkey. Um We've got a place down on Table Rock Lake, oh, so we you? fish every once in a while. Um, Jealous, yeah, yeah. It's it's Man. we're right up on the James River, so um, mm. when when the when the bass start spawning, it gets pretty yeah, busy back you, there. You take your little yeah. vacation down to Table Rock, and <laughs> I've been a couple times, but we took a vacation there last year. My biggest bass I ever caught was down there. I was just messing around. We had a little. Uh, like an Airbnb or whatever. I walked down by the dock, you know, out back. Gosh dang. Surprised you. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, we were just down there to vacation, go out on the boat, you know, tubing mm-hmm. or whatever. But, of course, I had to bring a rod. So, we, yeah, uh, fishing's a good time. We went with a family, the Olingers, to, and it was, oh, gosh, I think it's like nine kids packed in one house. Well, no, that was just two families. They have two other sets of families. I think we wow. ended up having like 15 kids in one house. <laughs> and I remember getting there late, and they were talking about, you know, lake house. Yeah, and you pull up, you're like, I'm really tired, but like the boat is in the front drive on a trailer. And so I'm like, that's interesting, but I guess they'll just pull it around back. And then you wake up tomorrow, yeah. the next day with the coffee, and the sun's coming up, and you look back, and you're like, I just see woods. I don't see any lake. There's anywhere. no water. <laughs> I mean, we got to go down to the lake. I'm like, but this says it's a lake house. Oh like, yeah. Technically, the well, was technically it down at Table Rock? Yeah. 
But it's one of my favorite lakes in the world. It's so pretty. It is. Like, driving through, carving through some of the, carving, the water that's system a, is wow. yeah. It is pretty. Carving through the the trees to get down to the water exactly. too. Exactly. Because like you. <laughs> You, you I had three ticks. We had three ticks trying to, to put a boat in the water. It's like yeah. getting dizzy, you know. And then we were pulling a, a friend's boat, and I was so nervous. I mean, them tight little narrow mm-hmm. roads, no shoulders, passing every. Oh my gosh! Well, from the ro- I thought you were talking about from Lyme's disease, from like the ticks well, that, that you got. Like you're like for you're real. To get the boat yeah. in the water. No, the lake itself's phenomenal, but. Um, when they say lake house or on the water, it might be like yeah. up the hill yeah. on the water. Yeah. Either way, it's gorgeous. <laughs> but it's a great lake, yeah. It's a good time and clear, great fishing, tubing. We're just envious. We're envious. We are. Come down. You're welcome. You're watching so. the tennis match of what well, we're saying back a, and forth, and it's, yeah. we're just envious because it was such a beautiful lake. Yeah. yeah. So anytime you know, you're not there and you just – Need some people to check it out. For You're welcome, man. Know. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. Come on down. You're welcome. I'll take it over. Um, but yeah, so obviously everybody knows who I am. My name is Patrick. Um, so welcome back to the Rogers uh, podcast channel. And uh, got some special guests in here today. We've been trying to work this one out for a while and figure out schedules and all that. Uh, but to my right, I've got Travis. Um, and so I guess I should preface this. We're talking about, a um, timber lock, um, which we'll get, we'll dive into deeper, but so everybody knows everybody's name. So Travis, um, who helps with this product and then to my left, uh, Jason, and then, um, all the way down to my left is Dustin and, uh, you might recognize him, um, as a former Super Bowl champion for the Kansas City Chiefs. So um, I, I guess that's – we only do special teams players hating on here. We just <laughs> – long snappers, kickers. I mean, it is what it is. But a, And a left-footed. Yeah. Left-footed. Specialist, specialist. That's, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because me and my stepdad were talking about that, and he goes, man, he was great. And he, he was – and he was left-footed, so, you know, he'd kick that ball. Sometimes that gave him a little bit of advantage, you know, because it come off a little bit different to them receivers, you know, and they had to catch the ball. So I was like, yeah, I guess so. Uh, we've come a long they way from They don't see the that a lot. Third, 20s, 30s, and 40s teachers trying to, like, tie people's hands behind their back and make yeah. you right-handed. No, <laughs> yeah. this is worked out for me. Worked yeah, out for me. So. But this is great. It took us a while. We've been talking yeah. forever, Travis, and um, – and so, and we'll do, anyways, some close-ups of this. But um, really, I wanted to get these guys here. Um, I know we're in June right now, but it's, I don't know when this will go out. We'll have to find a good time to, to put this out. And uh, But for any um, big game enthusiasts, you know, whitetail, obviously mostly around here. Um, but you know, as I'm looking on the side here, you know, we get a lot of elk hunters through the store. I even see moose on there. And so, well, what we're talking about today is a product that, um, you're going to help mount, you know, whatever game you're choosing, um, mule deer, bighorn sheep or whatever. So, um, this is a, a great tool, um, which we'll dive into that, um, 
will help you secure that to, so you can put it on display and make sure it's you know not falling off which I've had happen so uh, not anymore you don't want to go up, baby you don't want to go on a, you know this twenty thousand dollar Alaskan moose hunt shoot a moose of a lifetime go home and hang it on the wall with a five dollar thing you got at you know the hardware store and and now you're calling your taxidermist can you fix this and uh then it doesn't look right ever again but so thanks guys for coming in and uh get into a little bit of hunting i'm sure we're all outdoor enthusiasts and um kind of you know from the get-go you know kind of how this started i don't know if i'd direct it to you travis or um whoever but absolutely you know what mm-hmm. yeah yeah well yeah you're up so what's what's the uh obviously it's timberlock it's a it's a mounting system but you know where did the the story of this come about were you sitting around and you're drinking your coffee watching tv and your animal fell off the wall or what no it's actually uh in 2010 i had i came home from work and uh, i had two whitetail kind of laying on the ground and i'm like what what just happened kids didn't knock them down the cat dog no idea they were just on the ground you know so with that you had a thousand to twelve hundred dollars worth of whitetail laying on the ground luckily nothing was broken up no ears no noses tines so i had finished out a little lower level for a specific office for myself and i went to hang one of those mounts um, that had fallen down there. Um, I was going to hang it up and I hung it up, thought I had it hooked, standing in front of it. I watched it go down and luckily I caught it. And what I had done there is um, this hide that wraps around the back of the mount. Mm-hmm. That's what yep. the screw hooked on. It wasn't the mount itself. Oh. Yeah. So, so with that, I'm like, I've got to find something better. So I look for, you know, a month on end every day trying to figure out what's the solution. And then one day an idea was in my head and I put it on paper and, you know, uh, it was 100% from the first go. Really? I I don't, honestly, I don't know how I got the idea. It was there. It came to me, put it on. And the nice thing is with this mounting system, it allows it to take all that cantilevered weight, throw it back to the wall. It slides down. And then you still have a little bit of adjustability. You give it a tap set, and it's you know it's solid as rock. I want to feel like I could do pull-ups off of it, but let's right, not go yeah. that far. Let's not uh, promote that. Our wives that. could. Our wives could. Let's not promote pull-ups <laughs> our on our mounts. <laughs> uh, so divine divine intervention. Yeah, led yeah. to the falling prevention. Yeah. You know, you talk about the, uh, and I'm sure anybody listening either has it, it's happened to them or knows someone the. You come home, it's laying on the ground. Or while you're sitting there, it happens. Um, but then you brought up one thing. I tell you what, the hide rolling over, I don't know how many times when I'm going to put up my deer mount, and I miss every time. I'm like, what is going on? And a lot of times I feel like it's hooked, and I never let go because <laughs> I've had it happen, and I'll hold the bottom. And I'm like, well, it's hooked, so I'll kind of pull down a little bit, and it slips off because it's on that hide rolled over the back yeah. of the. So that actually happens quite a quite a bit. Yeah. That's we just redid our basement, and had to move all of our heads around, and there's nothing more nerve wracking than hanging your 
animals back up on the wall and going, man, I hope when I come down here tomorrow, they're still up there. Yeah, that's the thing about it is, you know, when you look at an animal, um, when I look at mine, I look at the ph- phenomenal work that the taxidermist, you know, created in front of me, uh, making that look like a lifelike deer, turkey, whatever it may be. And, you know, I want to preserve that because that's the memory um, that takes me back every time I look at it. For example, my first 150 inch, 150 inch whitetail. Um, you know, it's not about the score. It was a great whitetail. I'd never seen it before. Had the opportunity to take it, so I did. But it was the year my son was born in 2007, so I call it my Hayden Buck. So, yeah. you know, it, nice. it, it's, it's a memory that I have that a good because name. I got to hunt one day that day uh, or that year for whitetails. Uh, my son was a preemie and, uh, you know, there was a lot going on. So with that, I got to, ma- I maximized that one day. And, you know, that's, that's the memory that I have when I look at the deer. I can see it coming out. I can see myself looking at it, gauging it, and then, you know, everything thereafter. But it was that one opportunity and, you know, that's the memory. And that's what a lot of these hunters have is that when they have when they have their game on the wall or whatever, you know, it takes them back uh, to that exact spot, and it's preserving that memory. Another thing that we put in there is a die cut sticker, so you can get your um, date, state, gross score, net score, hunting license, and tag number. Okay. So you can uh, you know identify that buck, and years down the road, uh, you have some memory and some recognition of exactly what it was and when it was. So kind of a hunting chronicle or log. Is kind of what I look at. I'm with you on that. Every time I walk down and turn the corner into my basement, which most of them are my wives, um, <laughs> but I was like, "Yeah, I remember the the day," and it does. It takes you right back there. You know what the day was, and was it cloudy or rainy? Were you in a ground blind? I mean, just the whole day comes back to you yeah. every time you see that. So. And we all, right? We want to put them on the wall, and you know, whether it's a white tail or a sheep or whatever, and we want to, you know, keep that memory alive. And um, and unfortunately, if if they're not mounted correctly, um, which is you know what we're talking about here, um, that memory can fade because it's now broken, and either you don't get it fixed or for whatever reason and now it's not on the wall and sitting in the garage or you you know whatever so um one thing i want to jump into here and maybe jason you can um tell us about this so when uh and again for everybody listening depending on when you jumped in here so we're talking about timber lock um i love the front hunt it mount it secure it so it's i mean it's such a straightforward thing um, it's a it's an amazing product that we've got them in the store now. Roger Sporting Goods, and you can't miss it. I've got a whole end cap full of them. So, um, but kind of take us through. You know, we we've got our animal. We went to the taxidermist. Um, a lot of times they you know they put the one you always see. You know that's got the you know you figure out what slot you know your screw is going to go in. And, uh, um, but take us through the package. So we take it out. What do we need to do? What's it look like? Um, and obviously we'll have Hayden, you know, for everybody listening, you know, we're going to have some video, a link to, um, I know you guys have a great video, um, that people can see on the website. Mm -hmm. I've watched it a few times. So it really, you know, it's 
a nice short video everybody can watch. But um, for everybody listening, we'll kind of describe, you know, getting it from the taxidermist. What does someone need to do? Do we need to change something? Do we need to, you know, whatever? Uh, so my curse my gift. I'm really blunt. I'm really upfront with people. So I love it. Fair warning. <laughs> I love it. Travis is, Travis is blushing a little bit. So the first thing you want to do is take that 99 cent hanger off. Right. right yeah. So like that thing's made for pictures. That's the, it's not made to hold something. That's a couple thousand dollars that uh, represents your hunt at all. Um, then what you want to do is you want to take a three and a half inch hole saw, drill a hole in the back of the, in the backer board. And then the timber lock mounting plate is going to go right in there. It's got four screws. Uh, you drop that in, and then you're going to have a disc. What's it called, Travis? The wall bracket. Wall bracket. Wall Thank bracket. you. Yeah. But it's like a small. Uh, we'll call it a disc for anybody. It's super looks like small. a UFO. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. call it that. Right. Yeah. We hope you don't miss. It's not that. It's <laughs> yeah. Secure. You're yeah. going to do yes. it every time. <laughs> yeah. And preserve the time capsule. Yeah. yeah. We should we should just call it bullseye. bullseye. Yeah. 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 So uh, you what you do is you have two screws, and then you put the mounting or the wall bracket, the bullseye. We'll call it from now on it'll forever be known as uh you put the bullseye on two on the stud put two uh -huh. screws in and you're done you take the you take the wall mount the shoulder mount you put it right over the top and what that does is not only does it go into this triangle shape kind of convex design but when it goes down when it goes into that triangle then you can position it you can pivot it just a little bit so if it's not squared you can angle it up and then once you get it at the right angle, you just pop it right on top and it locks in. Yeah. And it holds it. I like the the holding it tight because I don't like I've done um, <clears throat> like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get a hundred pound, you know, anchor. Um, and I'm not as much worried about it holding the weight that it says. But what I do get worried about is the pulling out. It's not the because the you know I'll I'll get it hung up and I'm looking at it from the side and I can never get it flush. I feel like I'm always messing with the screws in too far or I've got it too far out and then we all see it and there's always a gap. Well, when there's a gap there, all that weight is pulling out away from the wall. So it's not the you want that force up tight against the wall going straight down, not out and away over time exactly that's the whole point of this is to make it simple where there's somebody's hanging a whitetail or you know a buffalo moose whatever you want it to be flushed to the wall um the goal you know when it was uh designed was flush mounting uh take that weight throw it back to the wall and essentially make it look like the animal just stuck its head through the wall so it keeps it nice and tight right yeah super yep. clean look and everything's in here Yep. Everything, Everything need. we need is in here. The only thing I guess that would, so when we, that hole you're talking about cutting in the back of the you need mount. A right. So, and how, what size is that? Three and a half inch. Three and a half yeah. inch circular saw. Yep. Um, and that's not going to hurt someone's mount in any way. Um, no, it's just going through that, that backer board. That, that backer back board. board. So you really not, you don't have to go very far. You just need to give it the space it needs for right. the bracket to go on. Right, exactly. So really we're talking, so, you know, four screws for that, which it comes with, two screws for the deal. Has, let me ask you this, because everybody's, right, when you're designing your house, 
right? And you're looking and, you know, we're rearranging and pretty soon, six years down the road, I've got multiple mounts and the wife says, I can only use this wall right here. What if I run out of studs? Right? Is yeah. that the big question? Yeah, that's, Does, the, that's the big one. I mean, one. people probably ask. Yeah, we always recommend just for safety-wise and just the, you know, the product itself, to find a stud. If you know um, there's you a stud. drywall anchors. Yeah, uh, you can do that. I, you know, there's real no guarantee on that mm -hmm. because you're, all your, it's, you're holding in drywall. So right. our biggest thing is if you're going to put it up, try to find a stud right. yes. and uh, give your uh, mount the best opportunity to stay where it needs to if be. If you had to do a drywall anchor, if you can, um, if, which if, you're I've killing, done. if you're killing a deer that doesn't go in a stud, you're yeah. not killing a big enough deer. That's right. what I would tell yeah. that person. Yeah, I've killed kill a few bigger of those deer, and, kill yeah. bigger deer, and space them out on the studs. Yeah. I'm just going to be fully yeah. honest. That's what just I like find your bigger wall. And what I would say is, is what we're running into a lot of is we have a lot of kids that are killing their first buck. Now we have a product they can hang their first buck because yeah. it's a port system. A kid can find it push it down, lock it in. Right. So before it's like, I'm a parent, I'm gonna hang this for my kid, but now a kid can do that, it's easy. It's yes, simple. well that's what I like you brought up because I'm telling you, the old school mounts, I've been doing it since I was 16, yeah. helping dad, and every time I try to hang a mount, I know it sounds, you know, people probably gonna laugh. <laughs> I don't understand how he can't hang them out, but no, everybody's don't been don't, the situation. don't lie to yourself. When you go to hang them out, you're always you're trying to see, you know, did I get the screw out? And this system makes it really simple. Well, we I mean, it's we wouldn't have this sitting on your table. No, right no, now no. If a lot of people hadn't done this, yeah, to their mounts, yeah. messed them up, and now kids can hang them without, you know, a parent can take a picture of their kid hanging this. Yeah, that's how good it yeah. is. Exactly. I like that. You gotta have Great from, from the field to the wall. Well, I'm just saying the kid getting it put up there. Beforehand, it was like, all right, see, uh, Sally, you put your hands up there like you hung it. No, like you she put can it do up. It. Yeah, she yeah. can. She yes. Can. Yep. Um, and is this? I know we're gonna. We'll talk about that video. So, um, what was the steps, Travis? So you come up with the idea. Um, you know, how does this come about? Do you just start, you're calling your buddies like, hey, I got something here, or, you know? Yeah, so. What's the steps you go to let's get this thing in action? Yeah, it's kind of multi-layered when you look back now at what was going on. I had no idea. I never patented a product. So first thing I did is I went out and, you know, did the provisional patent. It gives you about a year to decide if you want to do something um, with that. I had a prototype built shortly after that. The prototype was spot on, and I'm like, it, it even, it, it really blew me away that it was 100% from the first go, from the drawing that I turned in. From there, um, you know, I took it up to the Iowa Deer Classic, um, ran it through, um, you know, the Iowa Deer Classic for a couple days. I'd watch people come by, take it on, take it off, take it on, put it back, take it off, put it back on. You could just see the wheel spinning. They're like, why is this? Out. I'm like, I don't know. It's relatively simple. It makes sense, and it's going to solve all those issues, and it's going to give you the best look out there to hold your mount. So from there, about 12, uh, you know, 10, 11 months later, I turned in for a full patent. 18 months later, um, I was able to get the full patent, 
And, uh, you know, here we are today, in a sense. Yeah. And then, you know, I took it as far as I could take it, um, bringing on Dustin and Jason. Just, you know, I can't thank them enough to uh, show my love and, uh, you know, uh, help me get it to where we're at today. Right. So. And we had um, – um, so what was the difference? We had the first ones we got at the store, and yep. then we switched over – to the new packaging now that you see um was there a difference between those two yeah there was a difference um when i first started it it was cnc machined out of a solid block of aluminum um with that you know prices of aluminum just skyrocketed production time lead times everything that went involved or that was involved in it just you know it was a con kind of a convoluted pro process that there was no set manufacturing as far as what it's going to cost me when I do another run versus the old run. And then, you know, um, when Dustin came on, we talked about if we wanted to streamline this and have mass production, what do we need to do? Luckily, he knew somebody that was in the plastics industry, and that turned into uh, now injection molding yeah. this product. And we've ran the analytics to hold clear up to 100 pounds on that. Yeah, polysource, 115. You got it outside. So we can, wall, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're not worried about the weight of this. Nothing, holding. That, nothing that they want to hold. Nothing, no, no animal. Elk, moose, nothing. Those I see that moose on there. Bone structure. But, yeah. Um, so you guys tested it, um, the strength. Obviously, make sure everything's good so people don't have to be nervous. In Lewisburg, there is a barbell that has 115 pounds shooting through the ear of a metal deer and it's sitting there it is tested i like we'll it. get yeah. you the picture for the i podcast. like it yeah. yeah that'd be that's cool um do you get does anybody got a moose moose at home no i'd love to it's a bucket list get, yeah <laughs> is that what is that your bucket list oh uh, that's what, yeah, what's your I, what's your go-to <clears throat> bucket list hunt uh well so you brought it up well this year after six years i've been able to uh finally draw a colorado uh mule deer I've seen, okay. a, seen a lot of nice, uh, just awesome, awesome deer when we're out uh, in Colorado elk hunting every year. And uh, to be able to draw that mule deer tag, yeah. I'm starting on my workout program early because going from here to 10,000 feet and up, it's you tough. Start getting some rucks in. Yeah. So mm. with that, that's really my first bucket list is a mule deer. Yeah. Uh, we put in for a group mule deer in Kansas. And then, you know, I'd love to go um, Alaska. Canada, yeah. whatever, uh, try to try to do a moose on at some yeah. point in time. Just yeah. just for the the scenery itself, whether is you get one or not. Is the Colorado one you're doing? Are you going to an outfitter? Or are you guys going to do like a DIY? No, it's a DIY. Um, do it yourself. Yeah. Um, my buddy's family's been going out there. I don't know. It's either late '60s, late '70s um, to a certain area. And uh, they set up the wall tents, everything, and nice. just do it, do it right. And then, yeah. uh, you know, we've been going out. Uh, I think he, I think it was '89 when my buddy uh, first went out there. He never got his dad passed away. He never got to go with him. But you know, we, I remember being in grade school and junior high, and he's like, "Yeah, my dad's out elk hunting in Colorado. They're coming back through Colby. They're pushing snow with the old F-250 coming back, right. and uh, you know, try to relive those old times." But you get out there, and 
I don't know. It's uh, do it yourself. Everything's difficult, and yeah. uh, you know we we just like that challenge. You need to test yourself. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Some days you're out there and you're just like, and this is what I chose to do for what vacation. I, <laughs> I've been here three days now. I haven't heard a, I haven't heard anything. Nothing. Yeah. Freezing. I I grew up and every time I saw like a an Alaskan moose hunt or whatever, and they're going up the river and like an archery hunt and this giant animal just standing there 10 yards from yeah. me or whatever. I'm like, man, that would be awesome. I don't, that Amazing. would be my top. I don't know. There's, there's a lot. I mean, I'm not picky. I, I get out there and hunt, but that would be cool. Um, a different one for me. And, and, and it's some people are totally on one side. Um, but I'd really like to go to Africa, and uh, I don't even know if I'd have to hunt. But uh, man, I'd really like to get over there and just check it out and yeah. see. You know, it's totally different. Even if I, I don't know. People say that man, if if you like to hunt, once you go over there and you get to see, it's just crazy. But yeah, I don't know. I've save up for that one. I had to pinch pinch some pennies for that. Hey, you you get something you need a mount from over there. I know there's no African animals on here, but no. I, if it's holding a moose, we put the heaviest stuff on there. You are good to go. Yeah. So hang a if draft, you get hang that kudu, cave buffalo, whatever. Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, that's one of the things that you know an African plains game probably going to have the same height sure, thickness yeah. as a whitetail. So you just use a standard mount. If it's anything bigger and it's got a thicker hide, we've got the shims in there or spacers so you can offset that wall bracket so it'll accommodate up to a moose, buffalo, anything, you know, like a antelope that's got a thicker hide, thicker hair system. Um, you're able to, you know, customize to exactly how tight you want it to fit. So, but, yeah, uh, it was yeah, probably... Yeah, you'd be good to go. It was probably about three years ago. Um, it really kind of led me to, you know get more involved with Dustin and Jason but um, one guy he said I've got 15 mounts coming from Africa I want 15 mounts what's it going to take I'm like well I'm kind of waiting for aluminum to adjust itself a little bit before I knew to do another run and he's like whatever they are I'll pay for them he's like I want that mount on well, my, yeah, my animals definitely we talk about a white tail falling off the wall oh. you don't want your cape buffalo falling off the wall <laughs> yeah. and it breaks well, it's like Jason said like, yeah. you have several thousand dollars in the yeah. animals you don't want to yeah. fall 60 bucks is nothing yeah. right yeah is um um obviously we can um you can go to the timberlocks website and um which we talked about the video so that video really shows um exactly how to do this um if you're you know ever in uh, the liberty area and you're by roger sporting goods you can find them there but um, do you guys have other places, you know, if people um, need to find them somewhere or? Yeah, Jason, um, Jason's got a good handle on that. He's pretty much where we, runs all where that. Where are we sending people, you know? Obviously, uh, you want to come to Rudder Sporting Goods and grab one of these but um, or the Timberlock website. But are they in some other stores if people are around some areas? Yeah, they are. So uh, we're in pretty much, uh, I think we're in most Shields at this point. Okay. Um, Bass Pro should start landing here in about a week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, and then on Amazon, 
you can find them there. Uh, I do, uh, so I, I'm curious, a question for everybody here. What would be the heaviest mount um, that somebody would have? I mean, I'm trying to think of a... Elk or moose, Man, a moose has got to be pretty big, um, especially one of them giant ones and 60-inch wide. I don't know, a, a grizzly bear? Jason doesn't ask a question unless he knows the answer. You know the answer? <laughs> no, I'm think, I, no, I don't. Like okay. In my head, I'm thinking an I elephant, like but I feel kind of stupid even I, mentioning that. I was going to say uh, elephant, too, because of the tusk, but I'm thinking, like, yeah. he, he's got to know. It's got to – because me and Travis talk about it all the time, and we're thinking, moose elk, we're good. What Cape, is it? Cape, it's got to be that. Either probably a moose or a Cape buffalo. Um, yeah. You look at some of the older stuff, I, by far I'm not a taxidermist, and I don't claim to be, and I don't even deal with that. I'm just – after they do their work but looking back at some stuff um on the internet you know i've seen some right at 100 uh on maybe some of the older moose mounts and stuff like that because i think the the forms or the mannequins they used were mm. were different material it was uh it wasn't the foam injection or whatever you want to yeah, call it high good. density foam so i think that's what made some of those mounts heavier but if you're just looking at hide and horns or antlers probably a moose maybe even a cape buffalo just because of the mass. That makes sense. The materials inside might have changed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you would yeah. just throw two of our product. Look, look what's up top. Tornado. My picture is up at the top. When you <laughs> <laughs> oh, I typed good. in heaviest, heaviest shoulder mount. <laughs> Boom. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, Jay, that's, is that that's a domain right name there. thing that you got going on? Now. <laughs> did you searches everything? Did you uh, contact Amazon? <laughs> no, no. Yes. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. Uh, so the reason I ask Good is, hire, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> so there's I got the, lucky there's with the link. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the reason I ask is for anybody listening. Um, my my ask would be uh, reach out to us social media uh, Timber Creek Outdoors TimberCreek.com uh, contact us. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to find 10, 15 people that have heavy shoulder mounts. Um, these create amazing testimonials for us. So from our standpoint, yes. uh, we would love to be able to give a gift uh, to you guys uh, for these. We're going to limit it probably 10, 15. Um, the only ask is that you hang it um, and then you give us honest feedback and honest testimonials. Um, the feedback that we're getting from Amazon customers that are purchasing it in stores as well as on our website, um, that's... The hardest thing about this product is telling people what it does. Yeah. And it, 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 I laugh at a Travis. The picture of this is actually uh, down at the cabin. Like uh, Travis and I spent three days like trying to understand like how. And he finally got frustrated because I kept saying like, we need to tell people what does this thing do? Like it, it, it's like, yeah, the cool, the design, everything else. But what does it do? And he got frustrated. He said, it just makes the deer look like it pops its head out the wall. And it never falls off. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I that's perfect. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's that's uh, cynical. Well, we do have, um, we've talked about this. So we have our Whitetail Weekend um, at Roger Sporting Goods coming up August 26th. Um, so it's a big event. We, we've, we've done it a few years now, and it just keeps growing. So... Um, one thing we're definitely going to do, because um, Travis got us some of these mounts, um, I don't know how I'm going to go about doing it, but if you're listening and you are there that day, um, we will be giving some of these away um, to uh, 
some customers. So um, we've got some to give away that day uh, for our whitetail weekend. Um, and and hopefully we'll try to do something. You know, I'll get with you guys. So that that's going to be a great day for people to, uh, you know, to see this product. Uh, we'll try to have something where people can see how it works that day in person. Yeah. Um, there's going to be hundreds of deer mounts that come through that day too. Yep. Because uh, we've got a big uh, deer scoring event, and this will be our third year in a row now doing it. And each year it gets bigger. Nice. And these mounts that come through there are just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are bringing in just. Yeah. I don't even know where they find these deer, but uh, not, yeah. Not anymore. So it's just like. Not anymore craziness um i can imagine but we'll we'll have these available for sure we will make sure we're chocked full of these that day so all those mounts coming in i'm gonna be looking at the back of them going <laughs> yeah we're gonna need to get that switched and what's out. the date again um august 26 so yeah yeah so back in well back in the day for you fall was probably tough for you getting uh you know it was, football kind of put the damper on uh it was really tough season the cool part about it is how i ended up meeting travis okay i ended up i said I, if i'm gonna hunt it's got to be pretty close because i also had five kids which is my handicap in golf is five kids okay it's not a five <laughs> and i was like i have to have ground close because i need to be able to hunt and get back up right overland park in like a timely manner like as close as I can to dinner as possible, or, yeah. or put it helping kids down. <laughs> right. If they don't come back with a kill, it's a you're putting the kids down. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. But and so I ran into him at a couple things like a wild turkey federation yeah. stuff, like all kinds of stuff, and we just kept talking about actually his product, and that's how Polysource and Grant John came about, and so really the hunting part led me to our friendship. Yeah. Did you growing up was uh, was hunting like anybody else? Was it just something your family did? It was fishing. In, fishing. Because I'm fr from Tennessee. It's like the the Tennessee River coming through there, yeah. Lake Loudon, like uh, Norris Lake. Everybody's fishing. So like, my fondest outdoor memories was my grandfather Lester, which we called Blester because he would embellish every hunting or fishing did story. It, yeah. <laughs> and he was a hunter. Um, uh -huh. His big deal was with us was fishing because it was a okay. little bit easier, and because we had no patience as kids. Yeah, he was like the fishing thing. He knew all the hot spots. I mean, people would yeah. literally follow his boat yeah. around. Like I've been around, and I think have you been with DJ Kirby? Not yet. Crappy Kirby. No. All right, we have to do that because, and that's maybe a plug for uh, crappy, crappy Kirby, crappy Kirby, as they say in the South. I got gotcha. you. Great dude, um, but he reminds me of my granddad because anywhere my dad my granddad trolled people would literally like follow his boat in knoxville uh -huh. where it was and be like hey uh lester we we bought you this thing they people bring him like preserves like jellies and <laughs> yeah like, this is from my wife or whatever and they would just like flag where he was fishing <laughs> the same thing happens to dj kirby <laughs> while they're pulling so, up next to him they're pinning oh his yeah location i saw lester this morning we gotta get over there spice we gotta get over there yeah <laughs> Yeah, fishing's definitely that was something. One, it's just you know a little bit easier to get into as kids. Um, I think the when I started taking some kids out, I, I lose my patience. 
There, you don't get a fish when you're the parent. It's a lot of <laughs> different experience. It's rigging lines, taking off, doing, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all the things. But yeah, that yeah. was probably my earliest memories was yeah. fishing too, and then. Um, you know, as you get a little bit older, it was a lot of sitting in the ground blind or whatever. You know, you're not hunting, but you're out there experiencing mm-hmm. it. You're learning yeah. it. Well, yeah. And Travis shared that uh, that memory with ownership earlier about how he remembered the first, like, Rogers, like, outbuildings. My first experience in a Rogers was um, Ryan Suckup and Thomas Gafford. Yeah. On Thursdays, we would leave work at Arrowhead and come <laughs> up here and, like, shop for stuff because during the week we could not like we had no time and, right and friday afternoon we got out of work you know around like 12 o'clock and from the stadium it was like 43 minutes to where where travis lived yeah sorry i don't tell everybody that. <laughs> but down 69 highway lewisburg yeah we'd get out we'd be in a tree stand within about an hour and five minutes from arrowhead so we're like this is perfect. like have the stuff ready <laughs> yes yeah, so thursdays rogers get all of our stuff and then Straight out 69 after work on yeah, Friday in a deer stand. Friday, yeah. But go. a lot of limited time. Yeah, a lot of yeah. limited time, but yeah. you made it work. I mean, that's, Yeah, you made it yeah, work. All yeah. we could do. Andy give you a couple extra days off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he, we would never tell him. He's like, you're going to get up how high in a tree? Did you show? That <laughs> sounds <did>. dangerous. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so a, Andy, no, Andy Reed up there in a 20-foot stand. Well, well and B- Big Red would be like, well, yeah, just don't do that during football season. You're like... So that means never. <laughs> not as long well, as I play because it's the fall. Yeah. Except for the bye week, you're like, no, that's still technically during the football season. Like, yeah. You know, we're not going to get into it. You know, we'll just sit in a ground blind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we tr- we did more turkey hunting than anything. Did you? Because of that, yeah. we would get we would all get in stands. We're like, because th- then it became Anthony Sherman, Frank Zombo, right? And then the quarterbacks. Yeah. Wait, you're you're Lance that close? I'd love to hunt. I haven't hunted in a while. Let's. And you're like, I'm not having quarterbacks out here up in deer stands. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just. Not a good yeah. Idea. Not. A good I'm gonna get in trouble for this. That's funny. We uh yeah, Win- Winchester was saying he's got a place out there now. He's two twenty third and Flum. I-, I would give you his whole address, everybody. But uh, yeah, we're- <laughs> go, out, go out and visit him. He's actually putting out. We, uh, me and Cannon, my Cannon, my, my my son Cannon, my nine year old, he wants ducks and chicken. Like, oh yeah. So Winchester just put. Uh, a big like coupon. Actually, he didn't do it. He's gonna he's gonna tell you he did. He's, uh-huh. he's a liar. It was Mark Carlson. That's who did it. All of his work, and he's a fantastic contractor. He builds basements and takes roofs off of houses and stuff. And chicken coops now. And apparently, for, chicken coops for James Winchester. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, that's a coops. great dude. Oh my gosh, he went out and got a turkey out in. Uh, gosh, where did he, was it? Tennessee or Kentucky? Kentucky. Kentucky. Well, it Air, might have been arrow the, to turkey this the, spring. The interesting thing about that is they were exploring caves. It might have been Tennessee for the turkey, but he was exploring caves in uh, Kentucky, and they were finding a lot of like Indian artifacts oh, wow. and like early coinage from the late like 1800s. Yeah, I can't remember. Like barter where. coins. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's into some hunting, and Emily lets him go. She's a she's a, a yeah. awesome. His little too. boy's into it now. Jason. Gosh dang. Dude, he's into everything. We have four boys, and he had, we just give all the clothes. Anything that we don't have. You just have start like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes James like, there's tags on this stuff. I'm like, it's for Jace, man. Perfect. 
He'll think it was a it's yeah. a gift. Got tags on it and everything. <laughs> and you probably, Jason, obviously, I'm guessing you grew up hunting, fishing, or... I did. So yeah. uh, my family's out from northwestern Kansas, Clayton, Kansas, where my okay. dad's from. Uh, we go back there. Uh, mostly whitetail uh, yeah. is what we shoot. Uh, yeah. My son's first uh, whitetail was a 13 point out on grandpa's land. <laughs> monster, a monster. Gosh, deer. We're, we're sitting there at sunrise and they're kind of milling about. And it's, it's Elliot's first. He's sitting there with this 243 and he nudges me. He goes, Dad, should I shoot him? And this deer pops his head up and it's about this big. And I said, You better do it before I do. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have much longer before, <laughs> before it goes down. You know, I, you know, when I said that we were going to let you shoot today, yeah. you better do it quick. Yeah. You better do it. Because I'm getting itchy now. I remember my first, most people remember theirs, but yeah, mine was not that. I'm sitting in between dad's lap, and obviously it's first thing that comes out type of thing. And so. First deer walks out and pew, shoot, and what we thought was a doe was a button buck, you know, and walk over there, and it's one of them just like lap talks, you know, you pick it up by its back feet and, yeah. you know, walk it back to the truck. But I was excited. I mean, at the time, you know, I was like, yeah. That oh, sounds like know. a standard Frank Zombo sounded story. like I shot a monster, but, you know, it was like a oversized cap. Yeah. It's a standard Frank Zombo story. <laughs> yeah. This thing is huge. Just shot it. Track it down. Blood. Spike buck. Yeah. Spike buck. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> we did. Oh, you Frank. have readers on? I'll tell you what, Patrick. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll share the picture stuff. with you because it, it was the first year. That it just is incredible. Right there. It was right See, there. See, that'll spoil you, though, too. Yep. Yeah. You got to. You get spoiled. I see, like, you know, young kids, and, and it's awesome, and they shoot these giants, and you're like, Well, just man. like just like his offer of when people come in and tell your story, we'll give you a free mount, and whatever they cap it to, uh -huh. is they try to track down, like, world re like state records and stuff like that, and say, yeah. hey, here's our product, just yeah. give us a little testimonial. Yeah. That's that's the cool part about these two yeah. Yeah. That's right. I say no. See, I need to let <laughs> Straight <laughs> profits. No, I'm kidding. I need to let Dustin know. We had Dustin in here from Dustin Huff. Got the new number one world record typical in the United States. Oh, wow. Number two in the world. Number one name in the world and number two in the world. That's cool. <laughs> number. I like that. You're yeah. partial. You're, you're I'm partial. partial yeah, for, slightly. Slightly. Out of uh, Indiana. <laughs> he, sh he got that last year with the crossbow. Wow. Number one. Number two typical in the world. He was just like an inch shy of Milo Hansen's oh record, wow. and yeah. then, uh, wow. but he was he broke Jim Jordan's 108 year old record for the United States. But Dustin, I'm telling you, you don't want that thing falling off the wall. No. Hmm. Um, no, this is good stuff. We uh, obviously were. Mm, gosh dang, well. People are already starting to come in pre-planning their elk trips. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that a little bit. You know, they start getting that bug. Mm. They start heading out. They yeah. do some August hunts, you know. Yeah, guys start early. going out muley hunting or, you know. Um, so it's, I mean, it's doesn't, it seems far off, but it's really not. So, yeah. you know, right around the corner. Um, or 
if you've got that mount, you know, at home yeah. and you're, you know, you're listening to this or you're having trouble or maybe you're, you've never put it up because you're always afraid to do it. You know, yeah. you guys have found that solution um, to making sure that it's, you know, easy to hang up. Everything's right here um, and it's going to hold it. Um, the one thing we talked about, and you'll see this on the box, but obviously, you know, we talked about putting in, um, not on a stud, um, if that's something you want to do, but that, you know, obviously in a stud is what we're guaranteeing here. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Uh, you know, I mean, and I've put them in, you know, the drywall anchors and stuff, but, um, obviously, you know, we recommend you. Kill Put it better, in that stud. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's just like jumping from aluminum to plastic. We wanted to yeah. be mindful about yeah. the plastic industry. Well, sure, too. yeah. So, and we want to be just as mindful with people. Like, let it walk, let it mature, let it get big, so younger kids can kill a bigger. Deer. That's what I'm saying. Don't, yeah, don't get rid of it. Yeah, save them for me. Yeah, let them let them, <laughs> let, let them walk on the planet a little bit longer. Yeah, and I'll and I'll take care of it for you. But um, we've got them at the store. Um, in hunting, I got an end cap full of them. Um, we talked about the Whitetail Weekend, August 26th. It's going to be a big day. There'll be food and deer scoring and all that. But we will be giving away some of these um, for that day. So we'll do some drawings for that. Um, Jason talked about, you know, if you've got that mount at home, you know, we want to, you know, hashtag it timberlock and you know send it in and let him see you know especially if you got that giant moose on your wall that'd be cool to see or a bighorn sheep or a muley or whatever any animal we want to see these put on african animals too i want some pictures in that i want an elephant jason to take that yeah, an elephant. I, I was just thinking like when you were painting a picture a little bit i was just picturing this guy that comes back from work he's drinking a bourbon and he's looking at this elk or whatever's in the wall and he's pulled a grand piano out in the middle of the space so you don't want to like crash on it uh-huh use our product and push the piano push back. the piano <laughs> back but you're yeah. good to go brother good. you just created more room yeah. yeah now we've opened that area up so timberlock unlocks your whole room yes exactly <laughs> exactly yes exactly I'm just saying unlock the floor space yeah let your kid hang its own deer yeah it's super simple though, Travis. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's a, but but you've taken something that needed to be done, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just wild that it's it's just the simplicity of it. it. This is not an intricate, like, oh man, you know. Yeah. Here we are. <clears throat> I just wanted to. The ease of use was the biggest thing, and make sure that you know when you put it up on the wall, you get that positive connection. That hey, I can let go of this because I know it's it fit in that the wall bracket filled it fit in the uh, mounting plate itself. You felt it slide down. You give it a tap set, you're good to go. And kind of one just clarifying statement on that, you know, that's for pretty much everything that's a flat backed taxidermy mount, shoulder mount. So a lot of these pedestal mounts, there's some products out there that probably mm. be better suited suited for those. You know, I, I want to get the curve. Yeah. yeah. So, so obviously, yes. Some of those, I guess, you know, in the market space that we're in, you've got uh, full range hanging systems that do a nice job. Skull hooker um, on a lot of those. But, you know, a lot of those require 
a specialized mount to keep those from twisting and turning. And these are going to be for the millions of mounts that are already out on the wall that are more of the old school, straight flat back. They got um, the picture hanger bracket yeah. on the back. That's exactly what it is. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So yep. that's kind of the kind of the um, market that we're looking at. Maybe down the road, we're going to look at something uh, more specialized for um, trying to solve that problem for uh, the pedestal mounts where they're carved out and there's only a little section and they all want to twist and turn. But for right now, this is our main focus because there's millions of mounts out there and people are still doing standard taxidermy mount, mounts every day. So yeah. yeah, yeah. This is second generation. We made that like move from aluminum to plastic so we could put it in more people's hands. Yeah. And because there, there's definitely a need there. And so it's a, it was more of a, hey, cost-wise, cost we can help this out. It's not a lot of money and move in to have more people that kind of benefit from that product. Yep. Yeah, we've got them at the store. I think they're $59, $59.99, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and when you think about it, that's crumbs. I mean, that's, yeah. you know what I mean, for what we're talking about here. Um, yeah, I like you know that. some of these mounts now, sh- the shoulder mounts, like anything, um, in the economy, um, are, the prices are going up. And when you're going to a top of the line taxidermist, you know, and they're going to charge you, you know, I mean, I've seen some shoulder mounts seven, eight hundred dollars, yeah. just for a whitetail. So, sixty bucks. Yeah, and you're going to secure that to the wall for for a lifetime. Yeah, I look at know. I look at it like this, you know, it's about 10% of the cost of the mount if you're at a 600, yeah. you know, $600 mount, but the it, the big picture is, you know, what did it really cost that hunter to get it to the point that they're ready to put it on the wall? It's get, the cheapest part of the whole hunt. Yeah, I right look at here. it, you know, if if you got any game cameras, if you've uh leasing any ground, farming any ground, mm-hmm. um drive time, Yep. Uh, if you do an yep. out-of-state hunt, tags and fees for everybody. So, you know, it's just yep. – it's a drop in the bucket compared to what, you know, you, right. look, you look at a deer on the wall. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's 600 bucks to get it from my taxidermist. Yep. But it, <laughs> it really was quite a bit more. Exactly. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so, again, you can find them at Rogers Sporting Goods at the store. Obviously, you can find them um, at Timberlock's website and uh, – um, you can check out some of their social media stuff. Check out the video they have on Timberlock. Um, it'll show you exactly what we're talking about. Um, make sure you join us for our Whitetail Weekend. Get your hands on some of these. Um, and, uh, man, this is good stuff. And, and hunting will be here soon. And hopefully I'll have to buy a handful of these because <laughs> I've got some deer to put up on the wall. So, um, but, yeah, this has been great. And uh, I know we've talked about it for a while yeah. and trying to get you in here. And um, So anybody listening out there, make sure you check it out. And, uh, you know, you can hashtag it Timberlock and send us your pictures of using it. And, and uh, who knows? I might just send you one of these out to you. You never know. I just one of them are going to show up on your front doorstep. So um, thank you guys for coming in and. And uh, it's been fun, and and uh, enjoy the summer. Enjoy the fishing down at Table Rock. You Come know on down, I mean? man. That's Anytime. what I'm saying. Yeah, we're, I'm just going to show up on his doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, exactly. I'm going to do a little fishing, and, and uh, 
It'd be good stuff, guys. So I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having um, us on. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank make sure, make sure yeah. everybody listen and check us out on our Roger Sporting Goods YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, um, wherever you want to find your podcast, Spotify, all that stuff. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the other stuff Hayden's got us on. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> and, uh, you know, leave some comments, give us some questions. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you.